0: What's up, people? Before we get into this spectacular and juicy podcast, just want to let you guys know that we have uh, we have Motor Strength shirts for sale. There are dark gray shirts with a light blue Motor Strength Health Club logo on the front. If you want to get your hands on one of them, we have them for sale for twenty bucks a piece. So you can find our our Instagrams, and if you haven't seen it, you can look on our Instagram and, and check out some pictures. Um, and Check out the show notes to find our socials so you can let us know if you want a shirt and send us your address, and we'll get it out shipped to you. So they're 20 bucks plus shipping, uh, and we have limited sizes left, so get your hands on it while you can. We have two smalls, 10 mediums, 9 larges, and 2 XLs. Enjoy the jingle, guys.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Tim Walcott. I'm here with Tyler Patterson. We are your hosts of this show, Between Sets. Uh, today, we're going to discuss all things aging related, probably. Aging. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, aging and uh, I guess common things around that. Uh, probably a lot of like misconceptions around yeah. aging and physical activity. And well, it's episode 10, and,
0: and Between Sets is getting older, so we need to talk about everything <laughs> yeah, Asian. that's true it's getting older yeah it's getting up there the show is maturing yeah it is maturing maturing it's maturing you know how many people i've gotten the past like two weeks that go do you guys not have a like how can you guys uh, keep making things to talk about i'm like we can talk for days i don't think people know us yeah like forever we can go on and on and on yeah i keep asking you know, people to be on the podcast and we're emailing back and forth and like do you guys not have content i'm like Oh, we're good. The, yeah. the, why do you want some to guess? I'm like, yeah. guests are fun. Because you're better than us. <laughs> we're, we're great, but... Pe- yeah, people want to hear yeah. other people. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, I'm happy with chatting with you, man, yeah. but I think...
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to bring this podcast from good to great, you know? I can't... Well, what if we get into arguments with people? I think that'd be a... You think that'd be a most viewed podcast? We could just back. Maybe. Should we... We'll uh, clickbait. Yeah. Got a fight with and then enter their name. Should we manufacture some level of... Probably should, right? Maybe some fake outrage? Some fake drama? Oh. It's a good idea. We need like another podcast to start beef with another podcast or something. <laughs> yeah. Just like email and be like, yeah, hey, we're going to start beef. All of a sudden, we'll be viral sensations. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's start it off, dude. Um, yeah. Do
1: you want to talk about Crepitus
0: first? Yeah. I, I came across a post the other day. Um, Dr. Nathan. Sorry, dude. Don't know how to what say it? your last yeah, name. last name was really cool. Kadulic. Ka- Kadulic. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh Awesome dude, though. But he, he reposted a video and it was a video... Talking about knee crepitus. Uh, crepitus is the the any audible noise that you f- or sorry, inaudible any feeling of crunching, cracking, popping. Or that would be the, the yeah butchered. It's definition. the classic like people having like cracky or creaky knees. Yeah, and it just yeah. snaps and you just hear like a snap, like a t- just like snap. T- crack it doesn't crack you don't it button. doesn't hurt. It just yeah. has a sound to it. Or and then this is the thing. well actually, good point. Of does it hurt or not? Yeah. Realistically, most people know Most people they go, "Dad, it's just bad," and they. And I'm like, "Does it hurt?" And they yeah. go, "No." And I'm like, "Then no." Man, um, I've rarely had someone like say that it hurts. I think I have, like I think about I one know. person every time the knee cracks. And I'm like, does I'm that happen actually, often? And they're like, no. Every like whatever, and I'm like, right. oh, that's more. It's not an everyday thing, and yeah. So I was like, oh, like, maybe I'm trying it to think if I've had. I don't even know if I've had one.
1: I've had tons it's, of people with cracking like yeah. probably most of my clients have some type of cracky
0: joints. Yeah, and. Almost, I I can't even think of one right now. Like they all don't have any. It would hurt if you had tannosynovitis, which is the inflammation of the the wrapping around the tendons. Yeah. Because, well, here, let me me explain knee crepitus first. Yeah. Um, The mechanism of it? Most, yeah, crepitus in general. Most of the time, it is tendons snapping over bony protuberances, meaning your tendons are flicking back and forth on a piece of bone. Right. That's supposed yeah. to be there. Like, yeah. it's, you know, the end of your humerus or uh, the end of your femur where you're, you're in dis- your uh, distal end, which is the farthest away from it's at the top of your knee. Yeah. Uh, so it's just tendons rubbing back and forth and it, it can create a snap or you just right. feel it rubbing back and forth and it kind of worries you. Yeah. Um, that if you did have synovitis again, that kind of inflammation of the, the tendon sheath, then, yeah, that would probably not feel great because... It might increase the amount of inflammation and depends on why. Yeah. If you're always irritating device. it. Yeah. Tentosum virus is super rare anyway, though. That's what I mean about yeah. 99.9 times out of a hundred. It is no pain with crepitus. Like I've never actually, and this is just anecdotal, but I've, no one's really been like, no, it really hurts when it, when it cracks. Yeah. I is girl, it, with, is,
1: is part of the definition of crepitus though? Like it's built, it's inherent in the definition that it's asymptomatic, like there's no pain? I don't think it's built in
0: necessarily. Oh, it might be.
1: You know what I mean? That's a good point. Because yeah. like if you have sounds with pain, then you just have a diagnosis for something. That's just the word yeah. to say. That, yeah. 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 Like crepitus is the sound when there's no
0: pain present. Yeah. Maybe, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think it would co- probably cover both. Like you can have yeah. crepitus that I hurts. I just thought like about credits. that now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the post went on to
1: your reference. Here, plug, s- plug Nathan's thing. Yeah. Just because then people can go find him because he puts out really good stuff. He puts out really great stuff. His Instagram is uh, dr dot nathan underscore k a d l e c e k underscore pt. Wow. It's, yeah, Catalyst Wellness and PT. So it's Doctor Nathan Kadlec, yeah. Kadlecik, something like yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Sorry, dude. We don't know how to say your name. Well, um, We put out the letters, but he, people can spell. So it goes. It goes to say that uh, people. It's scary. I think when you. I mean, if you it's don't scary know. if you don't know what it is. If you don't know what it yeah. is, it's it super makes scary. sense why yeah. you'd be like, "Is this bad?" Yeah. Like, so that's why we're outlining it today. So mm-hmm. it sounds, it sounds scary, <laughs> and people go, "Oh my god, doesn't that hurt?" Like they literally say, yeah. "Doesn't that hurt?" Right? Yeah. Which, you know, I have my ankles pop like super loud, and when I'm treating, especially yeah. it's super loud, we're in a closed room. <laughs> yeah, you just hear <laughs> <laughs> it's like and it echoes, and it goes every couple minutes. Yeah, and they're like, "Doesn't that hurt?" I'm like, "No, never. Yeah. Never had ankle pain." Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no ankle pain. Awesome. I always tell people, I'm like, I think the one question is, does it hurt? And they go, Yeah, no. And I go, Sweet. And then, yeah, I almost, I don't say like, doesn't matter. But I'm like, it really doesn't. If it doesn't hurt, it's fine. So this this video went on to it was runners, it was crepitus and knee run in. Crepitous in the knees and runners. Yeah. 99% of the cohort. <laughs> Crepitous in <and> knee runners. <laughs> knee, <laughs> knee runners. They only run with their knee. They run <laughs> Yeah. Runners. Like without their feet. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. If you thought normal running was yeah. rough on the knees, <laughs> check out knee running. You know when you put the, you pretended to be a midget when you were a kid, you put like the. <laughs> hey man. That's that You right? can't say that anymore. Damn oh, it. No. Yo, I'm always going to screw this up. That's offensive. Uh, vertically challenged. Is that better? Or is that rude as well? I don't know, man. I don't know. You're not hurting my feelings. Yeah. A lot. Oh, I don't well, know. Little people, I guess. We're probably there <laughs> so, Anyways, yeah, so, yeah. but you would put that like shoe on your knee, and then you like shut yeah. around. And yeah, your yeah. yeah, that's that how big shoe runners. Yeah. So, but ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the cohort, uh, cohort meaning like group of people, in case that word is confusing, had no had crepitus and no knee pain. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, how big was the cohort? Do you know. I don't know. I don't know if it even said in the video. Should have watched okay. it ten more times so I could regurgitate yeah. it better, but. Yeah. Uh, I think that that alone just kind of brings the question up of yeah. does crepitus hurt? Mm-hmm. And it goes well, it depends because again like you can't have tenos- tenosynovitis. Yeah, there's another dis- disorder. Yeah, using quotes here uh, yeah. that I forget what it is. It's a genetic disorder, and I forget the name of it. But like. You have extra bony <laughs> protuberances that shouldn't be there. Osgood-Schlatter oh, wow. is one. Yeah. Okay. On the knee, where yeah. your the front of your tibia grows too much. Yeah. And then people get patella pain, like right. knee front knee pain, because yeah. the patellar tendon rubs too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you have that, which again it would be painful crepitus. So if your if your crepitus isn't painful, then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you can't say the crepitus is the thing causing the pain because right if ninety if if you can have crepitus and no pain, you can't. Yeah. Now you can't say oh.
1: It's and it's probably
0: like, completely unrelated. Yeah, exactly. you like making sounds and you yeah. have pain in that same area from something else. Yeah. Well, think about it. Your whole life, people have been like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And like, Mindy cracks doing her kills. And you're like, "Why well, should I hurt. And you kind of like think yourself into a new bit of pain. Oh, crepitus does. Okay. It does encapsulate the definition,
1: um, an uncomfortable or painful experience sometimes. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, it does. Okay. So, yeah. In the definition. So, yeah. I was
0: just wondering. I Like I sometimes, though. Well, Yeah. Yeah. It's not all time. Exactly. It's awesome. <laughs> so the even in the so they go it talk about um, cracking your knuckles as well. Yeah. So right. if you can crack your knuckles, try to do it more than once. You probably can't. You have to wait a while. Yeah. Right. So what it is is a a vacuum in the synovial fluid in the in between your joints. And Yeah, I can crack mine too. It's like <laughs> this is gonna like <laughs> cringe. Make so man. many people cringe. Yeah. Um sorry. But the it's uh nitrous oxide or sorry nitrogen gas bubbles yeah like popping so they're displacing and they go into a different mm-hmm. like the vacuum just goes right just snaps it makes a pop yeah um now let's say you've got knee crepes, like people have shoulder crepress and they can like go like this and yeah and when they yeah. You know, roll the shoulder around mm-hmm. again probably all your te- you know how many tendons and bones and yeah ligaments shoulder and- is complex a ridiculous. They literally yeah. call it the shoulder complex because it's yeah. complex. <laughs> <laughs> so it's out of Meekins, Uh they, they, but like it, it's obviously all those tendons like flicking back and forth. Yeah. And again, most people just go, "Is this bad?" And I will go, "Does it hurt really bad?" And they go, "Not really." Just keep or doing not What you're doing then? And I'm like, "Well, don't do that first of all. Do you ever have to like? Yeah, you don't have to have to, to, you have to like. You don't have to do themselves. this awkward, weird. Yeah." yeah. I'm like, do you Chicken have lose really your like upright that? row thing? Like, yeah, just don't yeah. do that movement. They, they just. I'm like, does it crack yeah. any other time? They go, no. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I'm like, I hate to sound just like okay. Then don't do
1: that. But I guess part of um, something we could talk about too is the potential, like, because people are sometimes we already explained like it's pretty normal to be worried about that if you don't really understand what it is. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it could be potentially worse in cases where uh, they are people have a, a preconceived idea or they've been fed um, some type of idea from maybe another healthcare professional or a friend, yeah, family that member bad. that no, not even just yeah. that, or, or that, that it's bad. First of all, if yeah. that's actually like, yeah, don't crack your, don't crack your knuckles. You're going to get arthritis. That idea. Yeah. Right. Cause that was a common one for a while. I think. Which is debunked just so everyone yeah, knows. That's, that's not, not a thing. It's fine. And then another one would be like, so if I start squatting and my knees crack and then I remember like, oh yeah, that I went to see a trainer. Two years ago. And I remember him being like, squats are bad for you. You should never do them. Yeah. So, oh, I probably shouldn't do squats then because I get these cracks in my knees. Like, that's that's a perfect storm for a fear avoidance behavior and, right? The creating this yeah. this idea of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do something that's actually perfectly healthy and fine. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, it's get- the- harmful from that perspective.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah super bad. The, uh, super bad. Super bad. Fogle. <laughs> I haven't watched the movie forever. Let's get that movie. But in the last, like, so it was a three part, like, little video on the Instagram post. The last one was even talking about how synovial fluid is that fluid in between your joints, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is like cushions, I suppose. So yeah. they. I get a Canadian tire on sale. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just boom,
1: yeah. put it in there. Yeah, it's really it cheap. I thought it would be more expensive. Yeah. You put it in through your nose and it yeah. fills up all your synovial yeah. joints. All right. In your nose. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. I was lied to. Yeah, left nostril, lower body, right nostril, upper body. Wow.
0: Yeah. Right, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I was tricked. <laughs> I put it somewhere you don't want to know. In my mouth, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's probably like, he's going to say
1: You just yeah. clearly don't understand the human body. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put it there? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Your butt does not lead
0: there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... Neither does your nose. Let's not talk about it. anyway. Carry on. So the the synovial fluid again will create that back that vacuum to like, get that nitrogen and then mm-hmm. it'll pop. So realistically, the least if you have less degeneration in this post, when to say it, yeah, the least amount of degeneration that you have, the more synovial fluid you have. Yeah. So technically, yeah, if you were to look at it very just like biologically, yeah, you have more synovial fluid, which would increase the amount of like, crepitus that you have. Sure. Which would mean you have less degeneration. So essentially the more crepitous you have, they it was not necessarily but it not just necessarily. means it what you're
1: saying is more definitely doesn't mean no. it's worse it or anything. It was worse.
0: almost they almost made the case to be like, it's almost better. Like right. We right. saw the people that had the right. least amount of degeneration. Mm-hmm. Because now you have like uh your bony uh your bony protuberances is still there, your tendons are really nice, uh so fluids there, so it's making all these noises. Yeah. But if you start to like degenerate, which again, just so everyone knows Happens. It's aging. It's, it's as dark common dark. as gray hair and wrinkles. It's fine. Yeah. Um they it can cause yeah, and we're gonna get into it, but don't yeah. want to get into it right, oh, too, right yeah. too much. But oh yeah. Um it's fine to have that crepitus. It's almost better because you can go, oh, I've less degeneration, than someone that doesn't have crepitus is kinda nice. So everything's yeah. just like everything's still moving and snapping, cracking in spine, right? Right. So uh, I, I thought it would just be cool to start off the podcast that way because it's it was a very interesting post, because I get it all the time. Like people cracking, like it's bad, or when I'm uh, cracking my knuckles, people tell me it's bad, and I go, <laughs> "It's fine. It's perfectly fine, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be fine." Yeah. Um, now, if you crack it, there was one I, I did meet a person that like they would crack their thumb, yeah, and it would just it would quite literally swell up, and they couldn't. Oh, really? It, yeah. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, "Well, in your case, there's something going on that's uh, you know obviously more than most people. Please yeah. don't crack your." Th-. And it was only when they cracked, and I'm like. Oh, then maybe don't do that. Yeah. But they could do it with the other hand. It was fine. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have an answer for that? No, I have no idea what happened to that person. Um, yeah. I'll, in those situations, if you don't know, you kind of just have
1: to yeah. manage as best you can. right? Like, exactly. Like, what do we know? How well, are you
0: managing? How are you feeling? Yeah. Well, the best management was to be like, don't do it. Cause it never happened to <laughs> crack their finger. So yeah. it was a pretty simple, like, Oh, just don't punch yourself in the face. You won't have any face pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Another thing to discuss would be the
1: degenerative disc disease. Yes. That whole idea. Well. Especially considering I had a conversation with someone about it over the, I was going to say over the weekend. It was Thursday. Well, can um, I just, can
0: I, can I demolish the, demolish the. the debolish. debolish. Abolish. Oh, and God. demolish put together. Put together. Can You're, I demolish. Shit, sir, you are debolish <laughs> in the English language. Can yeah. I roast DDD, the most obvious Triple that, D. I, I'm going to yeah. roast the most obvious part about that. Okay, get after it. Degenerative disc disease is not a disease. You can't catch it. No! Are no you it serious? To you. Crazy! <laughs> That's why we don't use that term anymore because it doesn't make any sense. Now, what, what is? is the the, what are the terms that we use instead of saying degenerative disc disease? Um, normal aging. Yeah. Age-related changes. I know a lot of people use that. Age-related age. changes. Yeah. That is it. You can't even say wear and tear yeah. because the more activity you do, yeah. the less... Like it's we should talk shown... about the issues with the language of exactly. Dege- yeah. That's the yeah. issue here. Well, saying degenerative, that yeah. word, Saying wear uh, and tear, they, degeneration, and they're nocebos. Yeah, you're telling this person something that's like, and it carries uh, a lot a of it pay. carries this cra- the, a lot of like uh, cultural baggage. Yeah. that like has been
1: perpetuated for a while. Yeah, right, where it's a negative connotation. Degenerative. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. I'm degenerating. I'm shrinking. I'm getting smaller. Things My are, breaking, bones are down. breaking down. Yeah, yeah, like I'm withering away. Yeah. Like it has that idea. Yeah. And then. The discs, there's a whole idea about discs in your spine. So like degeneration of your spine, like they put that together. Yep. So my back is getting broken and falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then disease, just the idea of putting just it as a disease. disease. You have a disease. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm diseased. So now I have a disease. Like, yeah. Yeah. So all of those ideas could be potentially harmful if they're not necessary. Like, yeah. yeah I, so I think that's why they've changed it. Um, who's they but like yeah. a lot of people are trying to change us certain physicians and <laughs> yeah, other like physios and stuff yeah. like trying to change how they talk about that so when they're discussing it with patients they don't make it a big deal and it's like yeah, yeah. you have you know we it appears that you have age-related changes well, based on imaging yeah. and if whatever. they have imaging yeah yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah yeah here's a
0: here's a bold statement here's a bold claim we all have degenerative disease. No, yeah, are you serious? Yeah, crazy, dude. So we all we all caught it. I don't know. You kidding? Play. It's a play. I uh, yeah. have it. You have it. Yeah. Uh, everyone that you know has it, except yeah. for th- mm-hmm. like realistically, once you stop growing, that's when you would start degenerating. Yeah, I guess would be like the thought. Yeah. Um. So I guess any anyone that's done growing has degenerative disease now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah oh no. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, um. I
1: figured while we're talking about triple D, triple D. We, I w- we would make reference to like one of my favorite papers. Oh, yeah. A lot of people like it, right? The systematic it. literature review of imaging features of spinal degeneration in asymptomatic populations. So what that means is
0: oh, – That article it, like literally changed my It's practice. the best. Me that too. First, I was like, was wow, this is amazing. Generated. It's so interesting. Can you go uh, – so, tell them what, like the, the amount of people that they studied. Yeah so, like a whole took,
1: yeah, yeah, so they took. Yeah, so they took. It's a literature review, so they took um, over thirty, I think, different articles, which was a collection of three thousand one hundred and ten individuals. Yeah. So that's a good, good it's chunk. A pretty good sample size. Yeah, that's a good yeah. chunk of people, um, and they were asymptomatic. So that means that they were not. Uh, they didn't report any symptoms. Pain, um, lack of function. Yeah, whatever their criteria was, yeah. I guess. Right, but obviously pain would have been one. Um uh so what they were yeah, what they were looking for was the prevalence of spinal degeneration. In people with pain. Yeah, using imaging. Um so what they found was, um uh they say it pretty pretty simply here. Um so I'll just quote them here. The prevalence of disc degeneration in asymptomatic individuals increased from 37% of 20-year-old individuals to 96% of 80-year-old individuals. Disc bulge prevalence increased from 30% of those 20 years of age to 84% of those 80 years of age. So age appears to be yeah. a strong correlation. So you went from 30% to 90%. A strong factor
0: too, yeah, yeah. like yeah. degeneration. So it seems to be pretty normal. And this is, reme- like, in case somebody just missed that, that was asymptomatic populations. Yeah, because these, are all, no, these are all people who don't feel any pain. pain. Yeah. So 30% of 20-year-olds have disc bulge. 37% of 20-year-olds. In this cohort. Yeah, in
1: this cohort, they found yeah. had, had, a ton. had degeneration. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 96% of 80-year-olds. It, Almost everybody. Exactly. Almost oh, everybody. Yeah. And remember, that entire cohort was asymptomatic.
0: Yeah. Disc um, bulge prevalence. I mean, you can be in no pain when you're in your 80s. What? Hey, Wait. Man, no. But they're 80s. You wouldn't. Them.
1: You would never say that, would you? <laughs> they're are, 80,
0: you are you implying? They're that? 80. They probably say, "Wait till you're my age." Wait. Those people probably don't say that. Whoa. Are
1: you implying I'm old, so I have to be hurting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> disc. Yeah. Disc bulge prevalence similar. Disc protrusion prevalence similar. Um, annular fissure, which I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Yeah.
0: Is that annular
1: fissure, some type of cut or lesion or something. What's the annular? I think it's the way it's cut. So I think it's like this horizontal rather than the, a vertical. Okay. Um, yeah, that one was lower, but, yeah. but yeah, disc broad prevalence, disc protrusion, um, and disc degeneration. Uh, it was all very similar. It was, you know, somewhere around 20 something to 40% in 20 year olds. Yeah. All three of those. Um, and then all three of those, uh, were also like in the 80 to 90% rep range or rep range, uh, percentage range for, uh, 80 year olds. Yeah. So,
0: and these are all people who feel an, no pain. An annual 3 like, is just a bulge disc. I figured, I thought it was maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was maybe like a vertical one rather than a, the, or a horizontal rather than a vertical, but I think yeah, it's okay. just a bulge disc at some point. Here's their, uh, did you say a bulge dick? You, hey man sorry bulge disc this is well, a family show here here's like so your annulus fibrosis is the actual like disc part like the actual like in between of your spinal vertebrae yeah. that yeah. all that tissue is yeah. annular fibrosis oh okay so that that's annular fissure would just be yeah. uh, so it's a, bulge a cut disc. into that yeah. Yeah. yeah so the nucleus is popping out so i yeah. guess you can have a tear and maybe the nucleus isn't popping out maybe okay. that's what an annular fissure is compared yeah. to a bulge disc okay um even well I will get Eric Bowman to come and set the record straight on yeah, that. Well, well even the first like I googled annular fissure and it literally like the first questions people also ask do they heal? What causes it? Are they painful? And you're like, well, do they heal? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's spontaneous uptake, yeah, of the nucleus if you have a bulged disc. So you can actually yeah. have a bulge disc and then get uh, imaging 20 years <laughs> later and not have it there anymore. Right, it can heal cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's say, a lot of them heal. let's say, say yeah. you're the one person that that's your only mechanism of pain. That's it. For mm-hmm. some reason, it could just heal magically one day. It could just like pop back into place. Mm-hmm. So that's even just another argument to be like, it's okay. And it could just like, like, I think it's an argument to not get surgery. I think. Yeah. I right. think that might yeah. be the more of an argument. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, and then what causes it would be like, you, you can't, you wouldn't be able to put, you can say a million things. And maybe it was like all of those put together, or maybe it was just like fluke, or right? Because even right here it says uh, uh, excess body weight. <laughs> I'm like a guess, but our body's pretty. Right. You couldn't be like th- at this weight, yeah. Chronically over
1: time, yeah. There's yeah. no. It's a tough yeah. one to measure, like the cutoff, right? But and our spine can handle like the more weight loads. you carry, the risk would increase. We could probably say that, right? This is what they're
0: yeah they're getting at. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be able to like uh, uh, quantify that, yeah. but. If you were to hazard a guess, I'm sure people would be like, probably. More more is going to increase risk. Here's the conclusions to the paper though. So they said what we
1: just said. Um, So imaging findings of spine degeneration are present in high proportions of asymptomatic individuals. So those are people who don't report any pain. Increasing with age. So many imaging-based degenerative features are likely part of normal aging and unassociated with pain these image findings must be interpreted in the context of the patient's clinical condition. So this is like a really interesting paper because of the, the implications there with, with imaging uh, as well as uh, pain and tissue damage, right? The relationship there. So the relationship between pain and tissue
0: damage and also how imaging plays into part of that. Right. So, um, well, there's two things that really come to mind when I think about imaging. So we have first is, like the nocebo of pain, I suppose would be the right. first thing that I really think about when it comes to getting some sort of, it's people looking for an answer and that's their answer and yeah. boom, that needs to be fixed. Yeah. So which kind of leads you to the next question of, uh, do I get surgery? Yeah. So I think the first thing to, um, it's the first thing to say, like every doctor should go, listen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I understand your pain. Of course. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Sucks. I'm sure they're I'm sure they feel for you. Yeah. I have back pain as well. Hopefully it's not fun. Do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, it would be to say like you can have all these things and not have NBA symptomatic. So that's the first right. thing you should say to someone because yeah. that right there will probably give them a sigh of relief. If this is normal, we'll give them this is penalty. normal. You exactly. want them to think like, this is normal. They feel good now. Yeah. you didn't catch a disease. You're normal. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So which is nice to hear, I think, first. So especially even come from a doctor, if a doctor or a surgeon was like, "This is completely normal." Right? Yeah. Uh, if the bulge was pressing directly onto a nerve and now you have sciatica, which is I think in the I think two. Pockets ago, I was talking about it. Where like mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you would have a dead leg. Yeah, surgery is probably a good idea. Short of you, you know, you did a year of some sort of like physical therapy and exercise, trying to like make it. Because again, these like if a, a bulge can spontaneously uptake, yeah, you want to man, you want to like optimize that if you can. Yeah, like taking the the factors that are manageable, like yeah. do that, start exercising, yeah. eat I, right, lose some weight. Yeah, yeah. If you can do I, all that, I can't imagine how hard it is to like. Be in chronic pain, though. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to pull myself into their shoes. Sure, yeah. yeah and be yeah. like, they're in chronic pain and they just want it gone. And, like, yeah, it would make sense. It Theoretically, it would make sense that, like, a surgeon is going to fix you. A surgeon is going to, like, sure, wrap yeah, everything yeah, up with no, a pretty sense. little bow, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Give me relief. So it's really hard for me, 27-year-old with uh, not a dead leg, yeah. to tell you, like, listen, let's wait until you get your surgery. Totally. They'd be like, Totally, yeah. That's fair. Leave me alone, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people would actually be like... You know what? You're right. I don't really want to be cut open because hmm, most people have fear of being yeah. cut open. Right. Um, so I think it just kind of takes all of that out, kind of off the table. If they're really scared of that, you go, okay, there, we have other options. Right. Here's 50 other options. Yeah. The only thing that scares me about, I think we've said this before, is surgeries not helping or making things worse.
1: Well, and that's that part of that's part of so much. That's part of the risk
0: when you're getting sure. surgery, right? Yeah. Is that you have. To, it's not 100. percent. Yeah. It's like
1: this may not work yeah. and. Actually, could make some things worse. Just like anything, there's sure. a risk to anything, right? Yeah. So there, yeah. the risk involved with that that you know is worth knowing is that yeah. it's like it's not like you just do it and it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. It also could create other complications. And this is the terrible, like harsh reality of like. But that's just anything. You're flipping yeah. a coin. That's the risk, and you always are, You're right? You're always you have to. You, and that's why you. That's why it's so important for, like you know physicians specialists trainers physios chiros massage yeah. people anybody right it's yeah. like to really uh provide and deliver honest and responsible
0: information for sure right yeah not and not fall, and not you know lead these if a surgeon was like i have a 100% success rate and it didn't work like that's yeah you're, you're lying yeah so you well and you and, and like
1: and like you can't that's the thing you're trying to weigh the risk benefit ratio and they would, they would and say like, to you. and and the general population is not going to know that. No. and that they're not supposed to know that, or like they can know that. But I mean, like they're not. That's why we have people. You don't assume. That that's why people know go that. through schooling and training to learn this stuff. Yeah. So you can provide people with that. Like, here's the risks. Here's the benefits. This is my opinion. What do you want to do? This is what I think you should do. Like, yeah. that's why that's your job, right? Exactly. Whatever your whatever your job is in healthcare. Yeah, it's
0: going to be something like that. You have to have those conversations. Yeah. I can't even imagine you sitting down like yeah. you're kind of you feel like you're this is your last resort, and they're saying like yeah. oh, I'm gonna work oh, yeah. here's the other here's the other options, and you're like right. oh. So I sincerely hope that no one listening is going through this, but if you are, it's not the end of the road. There's some stuff you can do. There's, there's always options. There's always yeah. options. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it sounds daunting when I even think about it. So I just want to like make yeah. sure everyone knows like there's something you can do about it. Um, right. So I think that kind of it's a good point to say kind of about surgeries or like how we, how you, how you should approach stuff. Yeah. Uh, like when people come in and they go, I have a, it's actually funny when they say I have degenerative disc disease. Yeah. I go same. And they go, what? And I go, <laughs> yeah, but I can, de- same. but I can deadlift 400 pounds. And they're like, sounds like a brag. Yeah. Weird flex. I know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to say like, yeah, look, I have back pain as well. Yeah. I have degenerative disease cause I'm yeah. done. I, I was finished growing a few years ago. I imagine. Yeah. So, and I can tell the foreign pounds. So like, you're not fragile. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool thought to like, and right. you can actually see the face like, huh? Yeah. And I'll go, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Right. So all these scary sounding words are okay. It's fine. Okay. I know, you, I know some people don't understand what it means, but they go, I have a spondylolis, spondyl- spondyl- and I go, spondylolisthesis. And they go, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so yeah. you don't even know how to say it. Like, that's how like scary it is. You don't even know how to say the word. Yeah. Right. Where a spondylothesis is a narrowing of the intervertebral foramina, which even that's hard to understand. Like, sure. there's no, like, what easy is that? To put yeah. This. yeah. Um, there's these little holes on the sides of your spine that your blood vessels go through and there's a narrowing there. Like it, it's kind of together. Right. Okay. Right. I have. So a, what? So what?
1: That's what it is. It's a so what? Yeah. It's not inherently an issue there. Yeah. Necessarily. Necessarily. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, the, yeah. that's the thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, it doesn't always mean this. Yeah. Even I'm trying to find, I mean, yeah, even I'm still trying to find the wording to explain to people instead of, instead of saying, so what I'm trying to find like the words to say to like, still say like, yeah, I completely understand that you're in pain. Right. This doesn't need to be the only thing. The only factor. Let's talk about these other ones. And yeah, most people go, right. Let's talk about them. And some people go, nah, this is the only problem. And I need surgery. And I go, yeah, it's uh, like, there's almost nothing I can do. Yeah. Uh, I can show them all these studies and they'll just go, I'm different. And I go, ah, man, like, yeah. I don't know. It's a bummer, and I hope totally. they get surgery. I hope it worked. Yeah, I definitely. genuinely hope it worked because yeah. I don't want people to be Sometimes paid. you need
1: it. Yeah. Um, that was degenerative
0: disc disease. And, like and surgeries. surgeries, little SIBOs on that. Yeah. Just kind of any um, – it was more like all of the spinal uh, – spinal yeah. degeneration. We could probably rewards. also talk about the – like what is – what are
1: some barriers – Common barriers that you see
0: in behavior change in older adults. Ooh, this is the best one. Okay. Simply put, the most the thing I see the most common is understanding your limitations, your current limitations, understanding your current capabilities. Okay. So people, you know, you like
1: look, them, like a misunderstanding? Like them not um, knowing what it's mis- a misunderstanding. Yeah, not understanding like
0: yeah yeah okay what they're actually capable what their body's yeah. capable of before the presence of pain i suppose yeah okay yeah. so the prime example would be getting a guy that hasn't been hockey in 15 years yeah and then his brother-in-law invites him to play a hockey tournament mm-hmm. and he plays five games in two days yeah what do you think happened to him for the next two weeks yeah he's, he's in sore. pretty excruciating pain oh it's just sore yeah he's he sore. was in but he was in a lot of because he's not yeah. used to being in pain really yeah and um, then what do they usually say I'm right? old. Yeah. They're like, can't do that anymore. I'm too old. Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. So then I would usually tell that person, I go, listen, like I work out three or four times a week, hopefully mm-hmm. sometimes five. Um, if I stopped working out for a month and then went right back into my training, exactly how it was. Yeah. Three or four days. I'm not walking or, you know, let's say I train legs. I'm not walking for like three days. I'm so sore. Mm-hmm. My muscles are like, why'd you do that? We're not, we're not ready. Like, we're not capable of that right now. Mm-hmm. It's been a month. A month. So, think about what 15 years has done for you. Yeah. Um, and this will actually tied perfectly into, like, the whole metabolism thing, which we'll get, I, want to, I want you to get yeah. to. But is, <laughs> you? what have you been doing for the past however long? Right. Right. You're not old and breaking down. You just probably haven't done much. Life gets busy. You got kids and you're just working a lot. and that's pretty much what you're doing. So when you do something pretty, you know, a pretty intense exercise, like a hockey yeah. game or some sort of recreational sport, it, yeah, I'm not surprised that you're sore. So yeah. I, I normalize their soreness. I go, yep, I'd be surprised if you weren't. I'd right. actually be surprised. Yeah. Judging by your, your current lifestyle. So that's the biggest one I find is like, can't do any moral mold. I'm, I'm like, well, no, if you carried on, mm-hmm. if you continually stressed your body, um, in positive ways by yeah. physical activity or whatever, yeah. whatever physical activity you like. If yeah. You, continue to play hockey once a week every for the rest of like you know every year right you probably wouldn't be that sore playing a full tournament mm. probably that's 101 that's tissue adaptation 101 your tissues adapt to any response that you put to it just over time it well, it's take like a while yeah like i think about how many
1: people i've had where i'm i'm teaching them how to lift weights and i, I i'm teaching them with uh say i get Someone who's in their sixties, not old, and um, I get them. I teach them a Romanian deadlift yeah. with a barbell, an empty barbell, yeah. and they do three sets of eight or something, something like that. We're just practicing the movement because they've never done it before. I ask them how do the hand like you feel like you're going till your hamstrings are like fully lengthened at the bottom. Like, I explain all that, keeping yeah. the back flat-ish. And I'm like, yeah. You feel like a stretch in the hamstrings at the bottom of that? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Relatively good indicator that we're doing this correctly. Okay. Yeah. We do a few sets, super lights, 45 pounds. This is, uh, say, it's a a male who's like 245 pounds. Yeah. It's not uncommon for him to come back and be like, hamstrings are a little on fire, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's he barely did anything. Mm-hmm. Like that was not a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but 45 but it's pounds, but because he might hasn't. Be- that's the thing. He hasn't done that. Yeah. So imagine if he, imagine if I actually got into like deadlift pretty heavy three sets or something like that. It's like, that'd be the equivalent of you going out and playing in a hockey tournament when you haven't played in 15 years, yeah, right? Course. Or going out and running 10K and you haven't, or even 5K. Yeah. That'd be like running 5K or 3K.
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be like running under 5K. Yeah. You do that and you haven't ran at all. Yeah. Like, that's a bad idea. Also. And it's not, and it's a bad idea because yeah. your, your current limitations are lower right now. Yeah. That's why you, that's the whole thing about progression. Yeah. Like your ceiling is low right now. Start there. It'll increase and just keep, and you
0: just yeah. progress. Now, over is it going to be frustratingly slow compared yes. to when you were 20? Yeah, and it sucks. Never the start stopped.
1: sucks. No one, that's, I think that's part yeah. of, I think that's another barrier that to why the, people don't want to start. Probably like, the biggest one. I'm going to be sore. It's going to hurt my ego a little bit. Cause like, I know I could have done way more and like all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 15 it's years like, ago. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. part of, yeah. so even know, what, I've had to restart training because of injuries and other things like many times. Yeah. Not restart, but like you have to like you kind of have to start from like what feels like square one. You have to and crawl like, again. Mentally, it like eh. it crushes you, but you're just like I know that I'm progressing every week, and I'll be back to where I'm at in like a month or something. And eh. you are, and then eh. you're progressing
0: back into like lifetime PRs again. You know what I remind people of <clears throat> is when they when they come and say when they come and say I played a full hockey tournament. I'm yeah. like, listen to what you just said. That's yeah. amazing. Right. I'm sorry. See, so I haven't done that in 15 years. Yeah. You played a full hockey tournament and you were fine. Like your yeah. body didn't give out. Like halfway through the second game yeah that's amazing yeah that's absolutely amazing so also bringing that to their attention of wow you and even let's say you took a office a dude that just kind of sits in an office probably doesn't do a lot of lifting most lifting he probably does is like briefcase maybe it's like groceries right. it's never going to be close to 45 pounds probably so even the 45 pound barbell which is empty so it looks so light and it is relatively light, i suppose right that's probably the most they've lifted the most their tissues have been like stressed right. in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, even though it seems ridiculously light, maybe they were deadlifting three hundred pounds when they were younger. So you have to start yeah. forty five yeah, yeah. and your muscles might be on fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It but it just goes to like it just illustrates how like it like what would be an example if I went skiing right now? Yeah. Which I can't because it's five thousand degrees outside. So I'm not. So it's that's a, hot that's a really bad example, Tim. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> if I was just thinking of something that I haven't done in like probably five or six years, yeah. which would be skiing. I haven't done that in forever. Like, I don't know. I squat three times a week. I deadlift twice a week for the last four years, and uh, it's like those are all the same muscles. So I shouldn't be sore, right? But no, it's a completely new, novel movement. Yeah. Novel stimulus. It's totally. It's a different activity, right? Yeah. Same muscles are being used, but it's a different activity. It's a different yeah. level of stress. It's all completely novel. Exactly. So it doesn't emulate
0: like, anything that you do. No, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, right? like I don't do that. Yeah, I love hearing. Uh, I haven't used those muscles in a while. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's just semantics. I don't think they actually like. It's just them saying because they've heard that a million times. Yeah. You use all your muscles at all time. Well, uh-huh. sorry. If you're walking, you're using pretty much all of your muscles. Right. If you're just using your muscles in a way they haven't been used in a long time. Uh-huh. But that's more just like a quick little aside. I don't think people are really like, oh my god, I haven't used my biceps femoris in years. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: <mean>, haven't <laughs> used my biceps femoris. <laughs> just picture some
0: old guy just yelling at it. Yeah. My biceps femoris. I'm like, this dude's smart. This dude knows his stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think uh, with aging you know, Yeah. What, yeah, what, what question? Uh, did you want to talk about food? What? Nutrition. I do do want to talk about nutrition stuff? Yeah. Is there any other thing you want to? Do we want to harp on quickly, or just um, maybe like some?
1: Is, do we have some like practical? Yeah, I was gonna say like, advice. Give, yeah. yeah, like yeah. if you're. Here's the thing. Doesn't matter if <laughs> most things don't really matter if you're young or old. Yeah. Like to be honest, most things don't depend on your age. Yeah. Your age isn't a huge factor with a lot of things. Um it it is a factor, but it's, it, it's not it, yeah, it doesn't contribute as much as what people think to like to management. Like, yeah. like it, it's still there's still so many other individual factors. Like think about a good example of that is um I have I have clients who are in their seventies that the workouts I put them through I can't put through some of my twenty year olds. Yeah. I can't do it. That would it, it I mean for a number of reasons, but like it would it's 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 super stressful. <laughs> it yeah. would be way too stressful for this younger person. Yeah. Um and that had, so it just shows it's like there's other factors at
0: play there that ages and everything. Um it was the time. That's why it's, so yeah. it's literally the yeah. time that you've spent not doing stuff. Yeah. yeah you've yeah. just been alive longer to not do stuff. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. You're constantly yeah. doing stuff, yeah. it would never matter. Yeah. Because yeah. how many times have you seen a seven year old like running marathon or you know, training mm-hmm. and then Maybe compare it to your grandmother who might be seventy. Yeah. And what if they're like kind of crippled and like haggling around? Yeah. Why are the two different? Yeah. They probably have the same amount of degeneration. Or the the lady that kind of sits around doing nothing might have more, which is funny. Right. But you would think it'd be the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, I think
1: I think the the whole "I'm getting old" excuse just doesn't work in most cases. It's a cop out. Yeah. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, doesn 't stand up, so I think like it might be a minutia like a very like it, it matters or. but not nearly as much as you think it just yeah. it does, but just not nearly as much as you think and I think practical advice may be whether you 're uh six months old or sixty six years old or ninety six years old I think the same advice could be recommended as far as if you 're starting a new exercise routine. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, whether it's actual like conventional gym stuff or running or something like that, but it could also be rec sports.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, try and understand that your ceiling for that activity. If you haven't been previously doing it regularly is going to be low. So Lower start off than slow. You think. Yeah. So Lower than off, you think. Yeah. Start off slow. Yeah. Don't be afraid, but start off slow. Start off sure. low. Start off, um, healthily cautious. And then, and then go do it again two days later, three days later, okay. and a week later, we'll whatever.
0: Understand, and, and understand that you're going to be sore.
1: Yeah, and do more, do more, do more the next yeah. time. Yeah, push yourself a little bit more. Yeah, a right? few percent more. Yeah, yeah, crazy. that's it. You want to just yeah. a little bit more, and then you do it again a little bit more, and then a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So you want to be uh, obviously that those are, that's like super general. So because de- depending on what you're doing is how you're going to decide how you progress. Yeah. Um. So specifically, I can't say that, but yeah, the from a general if yeah, you were just that's to anybody that, of room that goes for people, that goes for anybody. Yeah. Um yeah, do you have any other like practical advice
0: that would like help? That is um, like it's pretty much that. I think Yeah, I it, mean it's just understand. like falling
1: just falling it's just like a it's like a it's a freaking shame like yeah. seeing people who you know have a lot of potential mm-hmm. to improve their quality of life through uh, getting stronger, putting on some lean muscle mass, losing some body fat, moving more in general. It, changing a ton of like walking more hiking if they enjoy cycling like all these things that they could start doing that you think would probably improve them physically and mentally but then they're like they just don't believe that they can you can tell they're just not they're not confident in themselves that they can do it yeah and they 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 ascribe like their age as the the reason yeah. As to why they can't. And it's it's just like, it sucks. I can't tell you how many people that are like... I've had that are, that society would deem old. You know? And like they just crush. They crush I'm my work. It. They crush these workouts. Yeah. They crush them. Yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't... Your age just doesn't matter as much as you think. It just doesn't. Yeah. So it's
0: like, you know... We can like, get into the ways where, like, let's say it does matter. But it's... Yeah. Again, it's the minutiae Like, I can tell you things like... Yeah, you're gonna. have Yeah, a don't slower. just focus on what it you can matter, do. Right? Just
1: it doesn't matter if you're five or fifty-five. Who cares? Just do what you can
0: yeah. and progress over time. That's yeah. all
1: you need to think about. Yeah. It's yeah. probably
0: a sub. Do more over time. Yeah. It's it's probably a sub ten percent decrease in anything that you think is happening. So people are like I recover slower or I can't do as yeah, much. Yeah, you recover I've left. slower because it's, you don't
1: do it more. Yeah, exactly. Like you recovered more lat- when you were younger because you did more when you were yeah.
0: younger. So if you want to recover better, do more. Yeah. If, yeah. if age was this like perfect graph, where it was like if I was twenty-five compared yeah. to fifty, uh-huh. that at so let's say seventy, at seventy at seventy years old, you're gonna have eighty percent less, eighty um, percent slower recovery time. Yeah, we don't have those numbers, right. that, and it doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah, if we had those numbers, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because yeah. we would go, yeah, you are old. That sucks. Yeah we know this, this is a fact it's like no that's yeah. that's not how yeah. it works yeah well here's so here's a here's a strategy that is <laughs> this is going to sound like i'm selling everybody but tim just tagged me with something today um, i want to bring up one of our mutual patients as well let's talk about their progression because i would really want to get into progression that from when i started seeing them to what like where they are at now okay and I'm yeah. gonna get yeah. up in a sec. But yeah, yeah, okay. here's another practical applicator, you know, practical application. Mm-hmm. Tim tagged me in a study where it's an evidence-based approach for choosing post-exercise recovery techniques to reduce markers of muscle damage, soreness, fatigue, and, and inflammation. Right? There's a systematic review with meta-analysis, so it takes a lot of different studies and, yeah. and you know, and analyzes it all. Right? The results was saying that. Um, Active recovery, massage, compression garments, immersion, contrast, water therapy, and cryotherapy induce a small to large decrease in the magnitude of DOMs. So, any of those things that you do, like hold cot, hold caught, hot cold therapies, or massage, or compression garments, um, will decrease the DOMs, so the delayed onset muscle soreness. So, you'll have less perceived uh, soreness after yeah. massages. So, yeah. that's an actual practical application. Sure. Right? I think we've talked about before where it's a subjective thing anyway. So if getting something you think is going to make you better. It'll probably make it'll you probably better. probably make you better. Yeah. But they go, they go on to talk about like the, the biomechanical or the biomedical yeah. decreases and yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. there was a uh, massage was found to be the most powerful technique for recovering from DOMS and fatigue. In terms of muscle damage and inflammatory markers, we observed an overall moderate decrease in creatine kinase. An overall small decrease in interleukin-6 um, and C-reactive protein, right So which are all these like bio, uh, these inflammatory markers, markers right which, would, which we've found that kind of correlate with doms and fatigue. So massage will decrease those. So I think a practical application: mm-hmm. if you are starting a new something, you're getting back into a sport, getting back into running, getting back into um, training, adult gymnastics. Yeah, anything. Aqua fit, let's do it, baby. I want to do a backflip. Are we adults yet? We, or do we go on kids gymnastics? Get shown up by a bunch of thirteen year olds. Um, but it's a, it's not a bad idea to do these things. Get cryotherapy if you want. Get massage if you want. Because if it, first of all, if it makes you feel better. Awesome, anyway. Uh, and it can decrease all these inflammatory markers. Um, the only question that I posed to Tim this morning, which I want to talk about in the podcast, was. When I th- when I think about inflammation, inflammation is there for a reason. Always. Sorry. It's a normal. It's a normal response. response. Yeah. To a stressor. I think we talked about that on another podcast. I, I think, think we did. Yeah. yeah. So not to get too much into it, but I think I think inflammation is first of all, it's there for a reason. You doing something to decrease the inflammation. Yeah. Whatever the reason why that inflammation was there is now going to be blunted. Most likely, it was a, it was healing stuff, mm-hmm. and now you're blunting the healing. So you're kind of, I guess you're slowing it down. So. I think, and this is just a question, and I think it would be a cool new research article. My only question to that research article that I was just referencing was, why do you want to decrease the inflammation? Would it slow down the healing? Would the overall healing process be slower? the The bio, uh, the physiological response be slower? Right. But the subjective response is better. Yeah. Or that you know, and the biomedical response is better, but like. In a long term, is it good or is it just short term? Right. So if you are starting a new thing, let's say for the first month, go get a massage every once a week uh-huh. or two, uh, two half an hour massages once a week Yeah. to decrease that DOMS, decrease the feeling of fatigue, um, increase that like feeling of like, oh, I can continue doing this. Right. Because it might give you the momentum that you need. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's when I would go, yeah, let's, let's get into some massage. That's awesome. Or, like yeah. let's get into uh, right. active recovery, meaning. Can I get you on the bike for ten minutes at a very slow right. pace? Yeah. Because you'll increase blood flow, which will increase the the healing rate. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good it's a good res, you know, good recovery strategy. So that would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um come from massage service. I'm finally saying what massage can do. Yeah, there you go. It, People are probably happy about that. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um
0: so I think that's cool. But so I wanna go <laughs> let's let's talk about our mutual client. When I started to see them <clears throat> They couldn't walk very well at all. Mm -hmm. Massage was helping them feel looser, feel better, feel less pain. Mm -hmm. They were in a pretty significant amount of pain. Giving them the feeling of, you know, they felt good. And I was, (laughs) to be honest, I started, it was like, it was four years ago when I started with, Mm -hmm. with them. And I said some stuff I'm not super proud of. Right. I was trying to get some of the things that don't matter. I was trying to fix those. Right. And I... I couldn't I you can can't you can't anyway. give an example what are some things that didn't matter that you were focusing knock on? knee what so is that their, that their knees were to, so the, yeah. the inside of their knees were knocked together right it's yeah. uh, genu valgus yeah okay is yeah. the medical term right uh, I was trying to fix it so I'm like massaging yeah. the adductors which is the the groin muscles all that right. stuff and I'm trying to strengthen the outside so I was getting the 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 glute med and max which are your I'm abductors yeah. which are yeah. the opposite yeah, 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 yeah. genu valgus yeah um or varus rather um so I think I might have no see them a tiny bit. No see both them a tiny bit. But we've grown together, this client and I, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. So And she's, it's
1: worth saying as well, she's highly responsive. Highly responsive. Yeah. She's a sponge. Asking a lot of she's, questions. Yeah.
0: The I was trying something. to say they and they and they, but oh, she doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't actually Wrong like, pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we started to get into stuff where I would get her to like press against me. So we did isometrics. So that was it. We did isometric stuff. It was awesome. She felt so much better. She would leave me like, yeah, like. And I was like, look how strong you are. And I was like, I'm pretty cheeky. So I'm like, oh, geez. And I would like pretend that it was like pushing me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn, so strong. Like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it made them laugh. Made her yeah. laugh. And we were just like having a great time. Yeah. And then slowly, she obviously trusted me. So we slowly got into some concentric and eccentric stuff. So yeah. I get her to resist me and then right. slowly let herself down. Yeah. And then, and then I got her to do some active, more active stuff. So I got her to do RDLs, oh. a bunch of them. Yeah. But like against her wall so she could yeah. feel free to go yeah. back. I introduced her to Tim. She now does. Do you want to explain what you
1: guys do? Yeah, I could say... So, I've been with her since the beginning of March. Um, do you want to actually explain why she came to you? Car
0: accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, sp- spinal surgery, car accident. Um, was told she was never going to walk again. Yeah. started in a wheelchair. She lost the almost complete use of her lower limbs, right? Yep. Yeah. Her legs, yeah. Yeah. For a while. And then... And then it slowly starts to like go down and down. So she starts to like get more yep. quad and hamstring stuff. And then now it yep. like it's more it's like the feet and, and calves. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she has she essentially has two canes. Sorry, that's she does. She does. She use, does. Yeah. Um, and but she can walk without those two canes for a, a. And she can balance. She can stand, which is a huge one. Yeah. So yeah. the coordination, all those muscles. She had actual nerve damage, yeah. so it actually makes sense that it was yeah. a long process. Yeah. But what I what I how I wanted it to so explain to. Do you want me to say where she's at right now? Yeah. Um, So she's, uh,
1: well, I'll just tell you what we did this week. Right? So day one was dumbbell row, five sets of eight, fair bit of volume, with 30-pound dumbbell. Hell yeah. Just heavy. Hell yeah. Um, And an AMRAP on the last one. So we did a six set, and she did as many as she could. Um, second movement was, which we finally got her to doing is now weighted RDLs. So kettlebell RDL with the wall behind. Right. Nice. So I yeah. kind of stand there with my arms out so that psychologically she's just comfortable getting she the position. She does feel better. Yeah. yeah. And then she has a box beside her. So she feels kind of closed in and like there's support there. Yeah. And then she hits the wall behind her with her butt, um, just to reinforce that idea. Right. So she yeah. feel comfortable going into the bottom of the movement. She does four sets of eight with a 15 pound kettlebell. Uh, form looks great. It's awesome. Um, she, so this is all day one, right? Two count pause squat, um, while holding onto the barbell in front. Right. Right. So as support, so she's holding, the barbell is on the rack and then she's standing in front of the barbell, holding it with her hands and it's about waist height. And then she slowly sits down while holding yeah. the bar. Um, so it's just body weight squat, uh, full depth, two count pause at the bottom. So she's like hanging out in the bottom there and we did three sets of 10. Yeah, and then we do, and then she does the stairs with me at the end. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how many stairs it is. 15? I don't know. That's a good question. Something like that? 15? I don't know. It's like go a good smaller, up. it's like a medium size staircase. Yeah. And yeah. she does, we do three flights. So we go up, down, up,
0: down. And she does this with a case. Down. She holds yes. on to the railing. Yeah, she holds my on my rail.
1: onto the railing and uses my arm there. I walk with her as much as she needs. But she, yeah. the goal there is to just, kind of the the skill acquisition and the functional use of just doing the stairs. Yeah. Um, as well as there's quite a cardio aspect when she does three in a row. Yeah, she's like not her, talking much Yeah, up, no, no. Yeah. Her, yeah, her heart rate's up. So yeah. it's, it's a good little cardio finisher. Uh, day two, she does TRX row and elevated push-up, uh, three sets of 15, both of them. Elevated push-ups at like a... Pretty... Pretty steep. Like it's almost... It's probably three feet high maybe? Yeah, it's like, maybe. It's like closer than... It's on the... It's on the south side of 45 degrees. Like and it's she, she down. started at like
0: oh, yeah. 75 yeah. degrees. Like exactly. leaning against like, the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And certainly not 15 reps. <laughs> yeah. Um, she did kettlebell RDL again. She did support. Uh, she did the supported squat again, uh, just with no pause, um, did stairs as well again. And then, so this is what we did yesterday, which was a huge breakthrough. Uh, the whole week was amazing. But yesterday we just ended on a great note and she did. Dumbbell row, four sets of 10 with 25 pounds, supersetted with elevated push-up, four sets of 12 at a height that she'd never done before. So we lowered the height again, four rounds, supersetted together with a minute in between the actual right. supersets kettlebell RDL. Again, we went into that three sets of eight. We added 15 pounds. So we used two kettlebells now, 15 and 15, one in each hand. <laughs> so she did three sets of eight with that form was yeah. great. Uh two count pause squat again. So we went back to what we did on day one. Two count pause squat, she did three sets of ten. And then we did the stairs, supported kind of stairs, yeah. three laps, three flights. Yeah. So yeah. The progress on her has been amazing. So that's yeah. since March. March, yeah. April, May, June.
0: Yeah. So yeah. four months ish. So so why are we telling you guys this? Four or five months, yeah. I wanted to outline that it was a process. Yeah. Been with her for four years. Yeah. Right? So and it she's was what like
1: people would be like, she's old.
0: Yeah. People would say that. Yeah, like, what how old is she? Um like in her sixties. I don't know. Yeah. Like
1: the I forget her actual age. But yeah, Yeah. she's um um she's an absolute beauty. Like she Yeah, like people would think like, okay, she's been in a car accident, pretty severe spinal uh injury, um, almost complete loss of lower limb. It's like that's you got a lot against you at that point. Yeah.
0: So Um, and then like knock knee, So it, like, you can see when she walks, like you yeah, know, knees knock. In, she's yeah. got two canes. Yeah. She's, she's like, a hard time. She way better now, but yeah. like she had a
1: really hard time, like just moving her feet. There's like, like literally just right getting her feet yeah. off, like just to walk. Yeah. Like you can't lift the toe up. Like the, she couldn't like, right. Yeah. Like she can't even lift the toe up to not let yeah. them drag. The physio so and I
0: spent months, mm-hmm. months doing techniques that we could like try to encourage that. Like mm-hmm. I was using mirror therapy for a while. Where, like, his her one foot could go up. So oh, I'd put yeah, yeah, between her legs, yeah. and be like, look at your left leg. So, I'd get right. both of them to, like, go up at the same time. And that actually increased a little bit, which is awesome. Like yeah. Like, over a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of goes to show. Yeah. That it could be a process. She was a pretty extreme example. But th- I think that's uh, worth mentioning. Who's an extreme example. And look where she's at now.
1: Yeah. Oh, Way it's amazing. One of the ex- coolest cases I've uh, ever had a
0: chance to uh, be a part of. It's amazing. Ridiculously less pain. Like... Uh-huh. Her pain was insane. And even when she does that pain, she's like, that's eh, gonna go away. Like she's so yeah, it's she's very good at self managing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Her her yeah. mindset is unreal. Then she got super into the nutrition stuff. Uh-huh. And the more weight she lost, the more she was just like, I feel incredible. Uh-huh. Like we were just I just get, I can only give suggestions. I can't. Right. I'm uh-huh. not a nutritionist. So yeah. we just talked about stuff. She's like, What are you doing? And we talked about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like, she lost all this weight. She's like, I just feel better. And she was standing up taller, like she felt like it was more self-confidence. Cause yeah. I tried to get her to walk looking up for like months mm. like probably a year she'd just stare at the ground when she's walking with her again like pushing her canes and right. i was like i was, yeah. I was like I stand up stand up yeah. and look up you're good you don't need to look at your legs your mm. legs can go without you looking down at them. right and then she gained that confidence i'm like it was just little steps like that that if you came in for do you think we can fit all of this into one session i think this is worth mentioning for patients of mine that come in and i see them once and i didn't do what they wanted and it's yeah. over yeah it took me four years to notice. And it was, like, these little things. Like, after months I would go, i noticed something and go, oh, we, let's change that. And then that would, like, you know, leaps and bounds better. Mm-hmm. You think I can notice all this stuff in 30 minutes or 60 minutes? Yeah, no, uh, this takes time. Yeah, it this takes, takes time. time.
1: You've been with her four years? Four years. Yeah. yeah. This has been, I think, five months yeah. with me.
0: So yeah. It takes a while. So if you have a little bit of back pain, but you can walk, you don't have walkers, you can get in a car accident... You just have pain sometimes when yeah, you wake up. Like, yeah. The process isn't going to be four years, yeah. probably. Yeah, So it might be a bit of a process, but like it's going to be less than four years. Yeah, And this, this amazing lady. Do something? Yeah. Eh. We I to do something. I actually asked her to be in the podcast. She's like, no, I mumble. I, yeah. I can't. I'm like, you just be talking to us. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sneak the mic in in between our conversations yeah. or something. But, um, yeah, she's a beauty. Yeah. So I think that kind of wraps up nicely with the physicality of stuff that Again, her needs. Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Age, and Age and how uh, it really
1: doesn't matter for a lot of things. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about. The nutrition aspect. There's not really much to say about nutrition, to be honest. We did talk about other it. Other than it. just like the practical uh,
0: kind of just information around it. Yeah. It's all good. We've been going for an hour, so I think 10 more minutes or something. Yeah. Okay, so it's cool. good that it can be quick. So okay, here's cool. the first one. I think it's. A, well, we can. Even I would justify. say we just say what we know about it, yeah, and then the rec- like. Well, we can even justify like w- common justifications. Um, uh, my whole family is bigger. I'm just destined to be big, or uh, I'm old and my metabolism my metabolism is slower. Just yeah. so I'm just gonna say yeah. some things you can, yeah, kind of pick sure, up and then. then I'll kind of pick them up. Um, um, there was a few that a friend, Josie K. Shout out to Josie K. We're trying to get Shouts her. Shouts out. Shouts uh, out. She. Said some stuff that. Shout out everybody. Yeah. Um, shout oh, out to Saturdays, you? man. Shout out to Saturdays. Shout out to
1: Saturdays. I
0: forget we're right there. Dude,
1: oh. shout out to Wall Art. Shout I, out to
0: Mama. That's Mama sh- P. Shout out to Himalayan Salt Lamps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mama P. She bought she bought me that. No, right. my sister bought me that. Uh. My mom painted that. It's amazing. Nice. Amazing stuff. Um, she, what are you pulling up? Uh, what Josie K was saying to me, I was dealt the shitty card. My parents were fat, so I'll be fat. Everyone else has it easier than me. Really? I had three kids. There's no going back from that. Yeah. Um, wait, what? This 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 is my fault? No. Um, yeah. And then she was just saying like it's a, a lazy way of thinking. It's easy to blame age. Yeah. So kind of go across a, f- a few of those and. So the first one you said with
1: um, um excuse me, first one you said with I'm. My whole family's fat, so I'm gonna be fat. Type yeah. of thinking, um, and this is like kind of a. This is gonna be consistent with a lot of these. Is they're true? Obesity is hereditary. There's a heredi- There's a there's a genetic. There're genetic factors with obesity. So that is that part of that's always makes it harder because if you if something is is true but you don't really explain or understand the whole picture, then it's easy to just use that as a, as a scapegoat or a cop-out. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obesity has, uh, there are hereditary factors there. Um, but obviously I think it's pretty, like, I think everyone could see that using that, obviously if it's you, it's, it's, it's challenging. I understand it. But I think from the outside, <laughs> cause you can always see the problems with people yeah. from, if it's not you, right. Is you'd be like, well, yeah, you're, you might as well do what you can. So using that as a justification to not manage what you, what is in your control is silly, right? It'd be the same as like type two diabetes running in your family. Right. Right. And then being like, well, okay, well, what can you do to control that? Instead of just being like, well, probably just get it. Right. Like, well, what can you do to at least minimize risk? Right. Right? Because there are there are there are risk factors that are modifiable and within your
0: control. So you might as well maximize those. So what's, what's the hereditary things to I'm actually a little bit at a loss right now. What? Like if you if everyone else is big in your family, you're genetically and Predisp- not environmentally? You're, yeah, you're genetically predisposed to in, be heavier. Do you know what like in what ways? No. Oh. Yeah, I don't understand it. But they're uh Is it harder to lose weight? Like I'm 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 sort of yeah, I don't know all the. I don't really understand genetics very well, so I don't really know. But like you see, some families with yeah. like very large people, and then all of yeah. a sudden they have like a very skinny kids. So like that's. I'm like, I guess there maybe is some like sort of genetic codes, like some codes that would like make you. Yeah, like I don't. More I don't know genetics.
1: So I can't speak on that at all. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I know uh. they know that there's yeah there's genetic links between obesity for sure. But
0: is that should you yeah. just go? No, everyone is big in my family and I'm going to be big anyway. That's what
1: I'm saying. You can't say
0: that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, oh, was, the yeah, problem sure is it's you. true.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, there's part of that is true. Like it doesn't mean you're destined to be big, but yeah, you may have a, you may have a disadvantage. Uh, oh, I see point. what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Was that confusing?
0: Uh, I was just being like, cause you were, it, it was just sounded a little bit daunting at the start and I was very yeah. confused to be like, but, and then go into it more. Uh Uh, like the point, like the point
1: is that like, yeah, it's hereditary. They're genetic factors that yeah. matters right but it's not all that matters so control what is it within your control but that's do, it. That's do you it. have a
0: 99.9 percent chance of being obese if your parents are obese like from maybe i don't standpoint. know
1: yeah i
0: don't know who knows it's something to talk about with your doctor i have no idea yeah yeah
1: no idea i don't know what the risk factor or how heavily weighted it is yeah. but it exists for sure
0: yeah yeah so this is this would be the question does if that person goes on a caloric deficit are they gonna stay fat no, they're going to lose weight, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think that's where I'm like, that's where I was kind of just struggling to. I was like, I d- I do know there is like genetic components. Mm. I just don't know to what degree could you really be like? Yeah, I can't tell you either. Yeah, Who could knows? a doctor could literally go? Yeah, you're kind of sol, like you like you know what I mean? Is there an is there an absolute or is it more like? Well, listen, everybody can lose weight. Okay, cool. Yeah. So even like let's say your your parents yeah are bigger. I imagine your parents aren't eating. Veg- like vegetables and really lean meats and that's it yeah so what are the chances you are going to eat just vegetables and really lean meats and fruits and so yeah. let's say let's make it easier to say yeah what are the chances you're going to eat in a caloric deficit if yeah. you have larger pants because
1: right you yeah but it's cal- not that's the thing is there's more factors in that right like the okay. genetic factors come from things like uh certain hormonal functions uh, basal yeah. metabolic rate set points um uh, food reward system and all the neurotransmitters associated with that, feel, the feeling of satiety, uh, how your body um, uh, parses out nutrition and, like, carbohydrates and sugars and yeah. your, actually how uh, how well your body manages and is sensitive to insulin, stuff like that. Okay. So all those things are all genetic factors that play into your risk for obesity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a caloric deficit would always trump well, – would trump those. Of course. Yeah. Your caloric deficit yeah. would always jump those. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, your factors might be harder. Right? And, that's, yeah. and I, I think I explained that in the podcast I did by myself. Like, I'm yeah. not a nutritionist, so I didn't actually – I'm not making claims, but yeah. if you have hypothyroidism, that makes sense. You don't have an active thyroid, so like your hormones are a bit out of whack. So your body is going to adjust the way it does things. So well, you I, might have a little yeah. bit more justification than someone that doesn't have hypothyroidism. Kind of, but still.
1: But it, it doesn't, still doesn't really still matter. It still doesn't matter. You still just have to eat less. You got to have yeah. a little bit
0: of a harder yeah. road. Yeah. A little bit of a harder road. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. That's and all it is. It doesn't mean like you can't lose weight if your thyroid isn't optimal. Okay. Yeah. yeah
0: cool. I just wanted to, I, I figured that was always the case, but.
1: Um. So yeah, those are all the genetic factors that go into that. Um. So that kind of explains, uh just I kind of touched on that. What was the second thing you said?
0: The other, what was the second thing I Um we got to rewind. Oh, my, my, my metabolism is slow because I'm older. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: So my metabolism is slow because I'm older. So here's the thing. That one is nuanced. And it's, so this is, I'll try and like explain this. It's not like it's complicated. I just, uh,
0: You're trying to make it, layman's I want to,
1: eat, no, not layman's. I'm just trying to communicate. I'm trying to communicate it simply. Nice. So it's like what's actually happening. So it's true. Your metabolism changes as you get older. Yeah, from what we've seen. Changes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it slows down. Okay. So, your metabolism slows down as you get older. The factors that affect that though are things like um energy requirements, um uh skeletal muscle and lean body mass maintenance, um hormonal changes, uh Right. So, uh, and a lot of those are in your control. That's the thing. That's yeah. the interesting thing is right. like we see that metabolism changes as you get older as a result of losing muscle mass. That was one of the things I mentioned, right? So let's go with that. Losing muscle mass. Uh, so you could, you could kind of, you could infer from that, you know, erroneously that you're, as you get older, I'm getting older. So my metabolism is going to get suckier. Yeah. And it's like, Yes, but kind of goes back to the one I was just saying before. It's like I'm getting, I'm gonna be obese because my family's obese. It's like, yeah, but like that the, the yeah. but really matters there because it's like you could be right, kind of like that. You, you're not off base, totally off base here, yeah. but it's like these are all modifiable factors.
0: Well, is it worth saying that? Have you ever seen a skinny old person? Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah. So. What, if, if it was this like perfect like linear decline, yeah if your metabolism went from 100 to zero when you, yeah. when you, when you went from zero to 100 years old, mm-hmm. you would just see yeah, we would just get fatter, slow like we would just be this perfect like linear fat, right right Why doesn't that happen? So right. that's that's kind of what you're getting at, I imagine is like these are all in your control. So if me and you lived this same lifestyle that we live right now. We're both pretty like lean body yeah. mass individuals yeah. we got yeah. some good muscle mass on us we, we're very active we work out we're very aware of our nutrition and stuff mm-hmm. if we continue to do this uh would we be 400 pounds when we were
1: 80 yeah well it depends right because it you're energy you're yeah. this is the thing is you get older there is a level of the problem is is like all of this data is on like our current situation yeah in general yeah right the current situation is people believe they get older it's this perpetual cycle they believe they as they get older they can't move as much and they don't move as much as they get older it just like keeps this thing going yeah and then they blame it all on the fact that they're older <laughs> yeah when it's like no you had these were all like modifiable risk factors that you could actually control you know like it's like oh i get older so i lose muscle it's like yeah you do a little bit but like that's kind of your fault a little bit too. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you could do something about this. So it's this whole like kind of – I guess what I'm getting at is like if you're under the impression that you're going to get older and your metabolism is going to go down the shitter and you have no control over it. That's just what happens when you get old. You're yeah. wrong. For sure. A lot of those factors uh, that contribute to uh, a decrease in metabolic rate is from – is modifiable and in your within your control. So like – So what are those, right? Uh, eating high protein, uh, maintaining a healthy body weight, which ties into, uh, maintaining lean muscle mass, right. Avoiding sarcopenia and age related muscle deterioration. Right. So, um, so these are all things that are in your control. Um, and, and, uh, remember metabolism isn't just your basal metabolic rate either. Right. Yeah. People always think that, right? Like metabolism <laughs> is also like, like you have control in your metabolism. Like if you move more, that changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything if you just move more.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So if, so that's another way to affect your metabolism positively as you get older is keep moving. That's it. Yeah. So just move more, right? If you move less, yeah, your metabolism gets slower because you have less energy requirements because you're not expending as much. Yeah. And that's a modifiable factor. That goes into that, right? So that's yeah. within your control. So it's just being like, yeah, metabolism sucks. It's like, well, like you, you walk to the car twice a day. That was your, that, yeah, that's your
0: yeah activity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like, yeah, you, you used to play sports yeah. like three times a week. It's like, yeah, it's changed. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. But you're within, you know, you can change that. Dude, I still remember your example from like, I think it was episode four. We were talking about nutrition misconceptions and you're yeah. we talking about um, metabolism uh-huh. and you were like, if if person number one ate 4,000 calories and person number two ate 1,000, the person eating 4,000 calories is a way higher metabolism. Yeah. Because metabolism is a breakdown of stuff as well. Like, yeah. so that person had to break down 4,000 calories, the person that broke down 1,000 has a lower metabolism. Like, yeah. but it doesn't affect the way that that person stored, those, those two people stored energy. Sure. It was like, so I, I laughed so hard to myself in my head. I'm like, yeah, essentially the fatter you are, the higher metabolism you do have yeah. because you're, you're constantly eating. Relative constantly- to someone who's smaller. Exactly. Yeah. And that's eating only like a a small amount. It has to be,
1: it has to, it's not inherently high or low. It has to be relative to something else. You have to be comparing it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was just a funny quick example that I'm like, it's so true to like, when you think of it like that, you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess one other thing that I would mention before we sign off
1: is, um, so I think that, that kind of ties it all together, but the protein requirements as you age, get higher. Common misconception is. And this is this is this ties in with the the, the people the metabolism aspect because protein main, builds and maintains muscle as well as other various connective tissues and a ton of other processes in the body. Yeah, um, a lot of cognitive stuff, right? A lot of brain health stuff. You need amino acids for that. Um, but there, it, you know, protein consumption and intake goes down pretty regularly with people as they get older, like pretty commonly. So, um, and that's 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 modifiable again that's something that's within your control so uh that's not something that has to happen um so um uh, i forget what the i think i have here the protein requirement um yeah here's um this is from uh lane norton i forget which paper he cited for this but protein recommendations under 20 years old is 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight 21 to 40 years old 0.9 0.9 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, 41 to 65 years old, 1.1 to 1.4 grams per pound of body weight over 65 years old, 1.3 to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. That goes against what most people I've talked to who aren't uh, in this world, uh, what they believe, right? Most people think that who needs the most protein, the 20 year old who's playing sports three times a week and lifting weights six times a week. Yep, It's like actually wrong. He's super sensitive to protein. Um, he can get by probably on thirty grams a day, just fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you weird. know who can't get by on half a chicken breast a day? A fifty-five-year-old. Yeah, your your grandma who's eating half a chicken breast a day. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, right. So, um, like, what do they say here? Over sixty-five years old, one point three to one point five grams per pound of body weight. So, say someone's one hundred and fifty pounds, right? That's going to be that's you could go right up to. 150 to 200 grams. Yeah. Yeah. That's nobody's doing that, but, and I I don't think you have to hit that, but I think probably getting, getting more than what you do now is just good recommendation because for a lot of people, uh, that's going to be hard to do logistically, but also financially, right? So this, the limiting factor with getting protein in is also, you know, you're limited by your, socioeconomic status as well yeah so that that's something you have to take take into consideration but it's still recommended to increase that as you age yeah um, to battle the natural age-related changes that are fighting against you slowly over time right so you're just trying to manage and optimize those modifiable risk factors and contributing variables that are within your control yeah right
0: protein being one yeah so i think the perfect way to sign this off would be to say anything you think is like Inevitable and black and white. We're saying there's gray and it's contextual. Not <laughs> gray. We're talking about age. That's funny. <laughs> Nailed it. Also, you're not old.
1: That's all I'm you're not. Gonna say. Yeah. You're not. You're not old. Huh. Yeah, you're not old. What's this arbitrary? Like, if I hear I'm anyone my if I hear anyone my age be like, "Yeah, I just can't do that anymore. I'm getting old." Like, shut up. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. it's a. Li- you're not even 30 yeah. years old. It's funny, people. This. It sounds so hard. This is so weird. It it doesn't feel good to hear it. I don't think like if someone said that to me, my head is going, you're lazy. You're lazy. And you're that's lazy. not what you're lazy. You're lazy. Yeah. You're lazy. You're yeah. lazy. I want to scream at them kind of, but like, it's not going to help them. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, you know, They're like, ah, just, I'm ah, just not like it used to be. Right. You're 26. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. You're f- or 56. I think using a, yeah, a, sure. Yeah. You're 56. Yeah. It do- who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter.
1: It just doesn't matter. It's like there's there's too much variability between individuals and age and what they can yeah. and can't do. Like, like I said, like I have so many people, you know, if it was all about age, then like how come all or even the majority of my uh, younger clients aren't all outlifting my older clients? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. it's not, it's just, it depends on the person. So many yeah. other things go into it
0: than age. Well, it's, it's funny. The, everyone like, this is where it comes at. Like nothing is this linear progression. Nothing in the body is a, line, a linear, anything. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have this like perfect slow in metabolism. You don't have this perfect, like uh, the older you get, the fatter you get. There's none of that. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's all contextual and there's so many factors that go into it. Um, I think, well, actually I, I need a couple more minutes from you. Oh, okay. We need practical application. Um, give us some practical pointers to what to focus on let's say like someone's older and they think they have a slow metabolism and they think they can't move anymore or sorry no we're talking about nutrition so just kind of okay wait say it again what what things can you implement kind of like all like always in your life that will help you not age faster or fight 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 those those fight the symptoms of age related changes
1: that are going to be happening yeah how, how do we um, make it easier for someone like... Well, I let's start. Like, let's go from the start. So yeah. from the start, when we were talking about like like degenerative disc disease, crepitus, I have no manage. Like you would have more expertise in that, but I have no management other than don't worry about it. Yeah. If it doesn't
0: cause you pain, who cares? Yeah. Um, no, we went over that stuff. Yeah. Already. So that's fine. Yeah. But, I just want to talk about the nutrition. Like, okay. Wrap up what we were just talking about. With okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. With some the, practical applications for that.
1: Yeah. So um, we know that... Um, Uh, body weight is a big deal as you age and that's a huge risk factor for, uh, uh, early death and other, other, uh, obesity related diseases, which is like all the common diseases that kill North America. Um, so what you can do is maintain a healthy body weight, right? So, uh, using BMI with waist circumference is a good way. Uh, specific recommendations for that. I think instead of just saying it here, we could just put in the show notes or something. Um, but find the healthy body weight, which we can help you with specifically. If you need, we can put, like I said, in the show notes, some more specifics in there, yeah. but maintaining a healthy body weight, um, maintaining
0: lean muscle mass. Yeah. Um, give like general recommendations on how to do these things. Just a quick, like eat more of this, do, move more of that. Like just kind of give a, like an actual thing that some people can implant in their life. Eat more animal protein. Like how to get more protein? No, just like so. All the recommendations that you're giving, give like a practical example because I find you know people will go. I got like three kids. I don't have time. So little things like that. Can you go? Well, here find you know prepackage your or, uh, prep your meals. Oh, just okay. like yeah, so recommend- just, okay. So yeah. if
1: someone's trying to increase their protein, um, a trick to actually increase your protein st- specifically then would be to uh, it. I mean, it takes you. Could, you could barbecue or oven roast. 15 chicken breasts in under an hour yeah uh that's from frozen you know like so like they're thought out that's going to be like under 30 minutes or 20 minutes or something um you could do enough so that could be enough for like half a week or a week for some people yeah. you know so um, prepping your protein ahead of time is huge. So spend an hour on Sunday, Wednesday night, whatever your schedule is, that's Saturday morning, whatever it is, just set us. Everybody has an hour. Everybody just does, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. it's like, how just, many people are an hour? Yeah. No, I literally an don't hour, have time. You don't understand. An hour a week. No, you, you do have time. Yeah. So you do. Yeah. It's uh, like just, yeah, just spend an hour, cook all your protein. Don't worry about anything else because just make sure veggies and all the fruits and others, st- whatever else you enjoy, it's in the fridge, in the cupboard. So it's just ready. Because what I do is, like, I'll have all my protein cooked for the week. So i wake up early Monday morning, grab my protein, throw it in my Tupperware, wherever I'm going, as much as I what I need for that day. And then um, I just grab handfuls of my veggies and throw them in a the Tupperware.
0: Yeah. Like, veggies pre- are already, already for me, and... like, they're
1: already ready to go. So yeah. I don't have to do much for those. Like, they take a hot second. But I'm not about to cook chicken for the day every morning, right? So I think prepping ahead of time is key with protein. Um
0: Protein powder? Yeah. Protein powder is going to be a huge help. Huge. Yeah, huge. Simple. You literally go to a Popeye's or a GNC or something, buy a bag, and you just grab a scoop and put it into water, and you just got 24 to 32 grams of protein, whatever the brand you're using. Yeah. So that's another very simple way. Yeah. um, To increase your protein. To increase your protein. Um, Yeah, for me,
1: I always keep, um, like, emergency protein (laughs) sources in my cupboard. So that's just, like, basically canned fish. Oh yeah, yeah, for some people it will yeah. be protein bars. They're just more expensive, so I just buy no name flake tuna. 99 uh, cents, baby. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll get like 15 cans of those and just keep them in the fridge. And, and that's 30 grams of protein. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's protein. amazing. Yeah. 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 So So yeah, that's a great way. Uh, Peanut butter not a good source of protein. Broccoli not a good source of protein.
0: (laughs) How Uh, dare you just skim over those?
1: (laughs) I just want to say that real quick. Take your stupid (laughs) infographics down. Uh, Broccoli is Uh, not. Not only is it not a good source of protein, uh, it's it's a bad source of protein. (laughs) It's it's not even. Yeah, um, peanut butter, same. That's also yeah. not a good source of protein. Yeah. That's You If you're you you are can't be going to peanut butter for your protein. You can't be going to broccoli for your protein. Um, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, if you're a vegetarian uh, that eats fish, then obviously go for fish. But if you're a vegetarian and you don't eat fish, then eggs are going to be a huge help. Like I have a lot of eggs and egg whites. Tofu is really um, high protein actually. Yeah, soy-based yeah. products are actually uh, – yeah, don't believe the hype with the soy. Or Bean, don't believe the anti beans have good. Yeah, soy soy is actually can be a really good protein source. Um hemp complete protein, uh but trash for uh maintaining lean muscle mass. So Like bioavailability? Yeah. And bioavailability yeah. yeah. It's just not good. Um Yeah.
0: I think that's all yeah. I have to say. I think then, I guess, right? it's funny. I think yeah. well, I think we covered it. I'm trying to think about which one we covered or the traveling podcast. Yeah. We also, talking, uh, that, if you want to hear more stuff about that, yeah, because I was going to talk about like we don't need to get into it because we've done it before. Restaurants and like vacation and like yeah. practical applications of like those are all specific. Recommendations yeah. Recommendations. So though, if you want to hear that, go, just to saying the, general. go to the travel podcast, yeah. which was yeah eight. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, this, so just general recommendations. So we like, could go down the rabbit hole yeah. of like all these different tips and tricks but yeah we get super yeah. specific and i'm advice. sure people have heard it a lot i love yeah. your uh the i love the infographic 100 grams of broccoli has more than a hundred nope. has more protein nope. than 100 grams of steak nope have you ever seen what 100 grams of broccoli looks like yeah. compared to 100 grams of steak yeah. if you can eat 100 grams of broccoli or whatever it was i think it was 100 grams something like that then, it's like, you're, the, the, then you're hilarious yeah it's so dumb
1: the yeah.
0: what's another like common protein source that people use that's trash peanut butter was the is the biggest one it's not like there is protein in it that doesn't mean it's a good source though not one at all yeah. good source yeah. would have to be yeah the hot it's for the calories yeah. most of the calories come from protein yeah that is a good source of protein yeah chicken breast has a few grams of fat yeah and then the rest of it's it like is protein. yeah it's like chicken breast has potassium in it but i'm not eating chicken for the potassium no exactly You know, like that's yeah. not
1: it's just a just the added benefit. Like, yeah.
0: Now, peanut butter yeah. is good because the healthy fats are good, but yeah. from a, it's not good for protein. And if you are cutting or if you're trying to lose weight, eating a jar of peanut butter is not good yeah. even it's, though it's It's healthy so calorically dense you have to be super careful. You have to be careful. Butter. Yeah. So if you're right. eating it for protein, yeah. Yeah, go and try and eat 50
1: grams of protein from peanut butter. You're going to be 94 tablespoons deep in that jar. Exactly.
0: And yeah. then and you a just a had bad, 2,000 calories.
1: That's a bad idea.
0: What a, uh, there is one more I think that stands out in my head that – People are like, it's the greatest source of protein. Chia seeds? No. What's a uh, hemp hearts? Maybe because it's always like a. Really, those have a little bit of protein, and they always say like, put ah, a ton of it's fat, and like, you're like, nah. It's not a good source of protein. It yeah. has to be more protein yeah. than any other macronutrient. And I would. And just to logistically, say. how much you can eat of it. Exactly. That's like, what it is, right? Like, broccoli. like yeah, like Eat fourteen heads of broccoli yeah. if you want ten grams of protein. Cool. Yeah.
1: Like, not I far. can get thirty grams of protein in like a six ounce chicken breast or an eight ounce chicken breast. So it's like, or one scoop of protein powder and you mix yeah. it with eight ounces of water. Yeah, it's like that's not hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Protein powder is even easier.
0: Yeah, or can of tuna. Literally, is a it, that's it. That's a can. Yeah. You just got thirty grams. There's like no fat in there either. No carbs. Just pro, it's pretty much protein. So if you want, the, the, and this is saying, if you want high protein, like should you have only proteins that have zero grams of fat? No, of course not. No, but you're going to cool. be getting fats in other ways anyway. Probably, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going down. We should cut this off. Yes, we should. Hour 24. We're just ranting over yeah. there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, cool. Thanks for um, listening to episode 10, guys. Yeah,
1: we're already 10 in. Sweet. 10. High five, dude. 10. Perfect. Cool. Uh, we got a bunch of guests lined up for this summer. It's exciting. So I think we have three or four actually booked. And then we have another... I have another, like, at least three or four that I'm just waiting to get the dates yeah. settled. So... We're trying to get... Like, what I would love is have a guest every one or two episodes. I would at say least, yeah. at least every third episode it's a guest. At would least, be great. yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah. we got lots of people that we yeah. uh, admire and respect in our industry and we'd love yeah. to uh, get a conversation with them and get their perspectives, philosophies, ideas, experiences, um, yeah, on the show and get them some exposure to our uh, two listeners of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two. Me and you. we just those And our moms. <laughs> yeah. My mom doesn't listen. No my mom listen. doesn't even oh. listen. <laughs> mom won't be like, I am sick of hearing you rant. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, listen to your mom. I'm a genius. Yeah. She'd and listen and put your these words. <laughs> um as always, all the social medias are in the show notes. Yeah, and we're gonna put also
1: in the show notes put the BMI waste put
0: conference. BMI and waste conference what yeah, recommendations
1: for that, how to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's simple, it's very easy stuff, and it's they're good. Uh,
0: metrics to go by. Yeah. To look for
1: what is a healthy weight for me. You yeah. Know? So.
0: Hope you all had a good weekend. Yeah. Enjoy your week. Crush it out. Yeah. Also, we still have Tuesday. So if you want some, email yeah. us. Please. Yeah. Okay. All right, bye okay, See you guys later. See you.